What's up everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Music Bowl and welcome to this second installment of our Moto Music, or I should say my, Moto Music uh, Monday series. For those of you just joining, um, and for those of you who need the recap from last week, um, I am currently on the motorbike. You may be able to tell by a slight drop off in quality from the normal studio mics. Um, and you might be able to hear the wind and the sound of the engine in the background. Uh, I'm riding around on the bike at the full vlog setup. Uh, the podcast will also be on the YouTube channel, which will be linked below. Still have not set that up. So not exactly sure uh, what that YouTube channel is called yet. I think it's going to be Travels with Herd, but we'll find out. Um, but yeah, for today's episode, I thought I would talk about um, one of my uh, biggest influences when as it comes to, or in terms of listening. Um, we've got a track me going on here. Let's join this real quick. Um, and one of my biggest influences as a listener, um, and to a certain extent, obviously, then as a player, um, is a Israeli bass player named Avishai Cohen. Um, one of my all-time absolute top-tier favorite players to listen to, to try and emulate. Um, there was a long time when he was pretty much the only thing I was listening to, or in musicians like him. Um, he does a lot of really cool complex rhythms and like even stuff that's in 4-4 does not feel like it's in 4-4. And um, he had a big influence on getting me out of that rock box that I was in. When I came out of high school and even my first maybe two years of college, I was just listening to still mostly just a lot of the rock and pop and punk and you know that kind of stuff. Um, I still wasn't huge into the, a lot of the mainstream stuff, but I still hadn't really found the underground scene. I still hadn't really come to jazz. Um, I was listening to Coltrane and Charlie Parker in high school, but I, I had no idea what I was listening to. I just knew I liked it, and I wasn't listening to it from a from an analytical point of view. I was just listening because someone gave me those CDs, and I just liked the sound of it, um, which is probably fair. It's probably all some music needs to be. And I gotta zip these vents up. That's why it's so cold today. My jacket's open. Uh, maybe we can figure this out while we ride. Let's find out. Um, but anyway, yeah. So as a as I got into college, um, and especially as I got into my bachelor's degree at Roberts Wesleyan College, my um, jazz professor there, Mike Van Allen, easily one of the biggest influences on me in terms of uh, what I'm playing and listening to, and just as a general musician. Um, but he, he introduced me to a lot of people, and one of those early on was Avishai Cohen, and in particular the albums Continuo and Gently Disturbed. And I think most people that I talk to, that I know, um, all, that also know those albums, I should say, tend towards um, Gently Disturbed as the one that they prefer. It's Trio, it's Shy Maestro, and Mark Juliana. Uh, for anyone who knows those monster players as well. Um, and the the Continuo is the same thing, but there's also an Oud player who, regrettably, I do not remember his name. Um, but it's very similar Trio with an Oud. You know, it's not all that much different. Um, 
but I always preferred Continuum, Continuo, I should say, to Gently Disturbed. However, both are absolutely fantastic. Um, and they both, you know, they're both very, very similar. One just has an oud player and one does not. Um, but I spent hours and hours and hours trying to transcribe and play a lot of that stuff. Um, and I was able to get kind of close on some of it. Um, me and my college drummer, we did a, a, our own take on, um, oh shoot, what's the song? Not Smash, the other one. Emotional Storm, there we go. I transcribed the majority of Emotional Storm um, for him and I, and we did our best to, to fake play that song. Um, but then a lot of those tunes I've looked up, you know, the, the transcription books, because a lot of it I, I can't even find one as a listener. I can feel it out and I kind of know what's going on, generally speaking. Um, I can sing the melodies back, but in terms of where to place those bar lines, it's really, really tough when you check out his music. So I, I, I did get a lot of transcription books, um, which you can find free PDFs of. I didn't buy any of that <laughs> um, as we roll upon this nice little pond here. I'm guessing pond? We wouldn't call this a lake, would we? Listeners can tell me. Um, let's go, guy. Come on. Thank you. Sorry, distracted by a car. Um, but yeah, so spent a lot of time looking at and analyzing a lot of Avishai's music. Um, and aside from just the complexity of it, one of the things that always drew me in was also how genuinely beautiful I found the melodies to be. And that's why I still am listening to his stuff. Um, there's a lot of music out there that is really complex that I really enjoy listening to once or twice. But if there isn't, for me at least, some kind of beautiful element, whether that be some really good uh, cool harmonies or um, a really beautiful melody. I'm a sucker for a big lush melody. Um, then it's, it makes it hard to continually go back to. Um, a band that I think is a perfect example of this is a band called Spirit Fingers. Um, extremely high level musicians, but for me it's like I listened to it once and it's like, yeah, okay, that's, that's all there really was to it. A lot of complex stuff. They're very technical, but that's really all there is. Avishai is very clearly technically gifted at what he's doing and he, there's a lot of rhythmic interplay but the melodies are also just stunningly beautiful and he's had a lot of incantations incarnations incantations there's been a lot of variations to the group that he's performed with and so some of his first albums were actually with more of like um, quintet not, or up to like maybe nonet kind of stuff with trombones, clarinets, flutes, all that good stuff. Um, Adama was one of those early albums. Um, man, there's just so many. He's probably got 20 or 30 albums out, so I won't try and bother listing all of them. But the early stuff is much more like small jazz ensemble-y. And the later stuff, kind of the later he goes, the more he pairs it down to just quartets and trios and... Oh, okay, that's cool. Don't wave back at me. For anyone watching the video, if you're a motorcyclist, like I get you might be distracted. Maybe he was, but wave. Damn it. Wave to all of us. Um, Avishai's last couple albums um, have been fantastic per usual. Um, except I will say he has an album called 1970, or maybe it's even The 1970. I'm not exactly sure. Um, pretty terrible. I listened to it once and was like, yeah, this is not for me. It's a very 
it's a pop album and it's like kind of just him singing pop tunes for his israeli audience so i'm sure if you're israeli maybe you have a much stronger attachment to it because maybe you understand the lyrics or uh, maybe that music feels a lot more like home for you um, but for me i could not get into that album and uh, so I was very glad when Arvelez came out, which was an, uh, his next trio album. Actually, not even trio. He had a flute and a trombone player, so quintet. Um, I was very happy when that one came out to kind of like cleanse the palate. Did not take that corner all that well, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll get it next time. Um, yeah, sorry, distracted by the moto riding, keep forgetting to talk about the music. Um, ooh, and a beautiful lake to see here. Sorry, gotta give the views along with the talking. Um, anyway, yeah, so he's had many, many variations and versions. I've seen one of his trios um, with Omri Moore and Daniel Dorr. Unsurprisingly, he does play with a lot of other Israeli musicians, um, and they're always ridiculously good. Uh, his album From Darkness featured Nishkai Hershkovitz, uh, or Nitai, I think, Nitai Hershkovitz, um, who's another Israeli piano player. And I believe the story with him, with Nitai, is that Avishai found him when he was at just some random like coffee shop in Israel, and Nitai was playing solo piano, and Avi was like, oh, this guy's really good. So they played, and then he joined the band, and now I'm pretty sure Nitai lives in some big city and is a famous jazzer. So, you know, it's that easy to get. If you're a good musician, Avi doesn't care where you come from. He just kind of happened to find him, and that was that. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend. Um, let's see the top albums again. Continuo, Gently Disturbed, Arvelez is very beautiful. Um, Avi's also got some albums out with, I believe, the Paris Philharmonic. Um, and maybe the Gothenburg Symphony one of those there's a concert out with paris at least that i have seen that is beautiful and um oh what's the other one that he sings all on aurora is another big album that i listened to a lot of in college and aurora was very different because avi starts singing a lot more on that one um he's definitely not the best vocalist uh he can hit pitches he sounds okay and i think that's why i like him so much is he gives me inspiration as someone who is also not got a great voice like i can hit pitches occasionally and i do say occasionally in full truth um and so he always was inspiring for me is like okay if avi can do it like maybe i can at least try and it gave me he gave me a lot of confidence to record my album with me singing actually because you know i'm just not a great singer but again if if Avi can do it with like the Paris Philharmonic and the Gothenburg Symphony, like, all right, maybe I can do it in my own home studio, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, and I will say off Aurora, um, there's an, uh, a song called Shir Prada. Maybe I'm saying that horribly long. Shir Prada is how my American version of whatever that Israeli sentence is. Um, beautiful, beautiful tune. At this point, I can't quite remember what it was about. I remember I looked it all up and did the translations and stuff way back in the day. And uh, just absolutely stunningly beautiful lyrics. A lot of that album was him kind of, I think, getting over a breakup. And 
Um, you know, college is a very tumultuous time with uh, the, the love and the romance. So um, I took a lot of sim uh, sympathy. Is that the word I'm looking for? Took a lot from that album, I should say. My roommates got fairly tired of me listening to those songs over and over, uh, but they gave me a lot of comfort. Um, so yeah, I recommend checking those out. Anything off Aurora. Seven Seas was the next one after that. That one was incredible as well. He was singing more, you know, just doing the cool rhythmic stuff. That one was, a, you know, just a very Avi album. Um, and then Arbelez, the last one, again, featured trombones and, um, and flute. Um, and a whole different group. I don't even remember who the drummer and the piano player are on that one because it's a, yet again a different incantation of the group. And likewise, where he's touring now, he's got some female drummer um, who I'd never heard of, and she's probably some Israeli cat. I'm not exactly sure. And all right, buddy, you got a turn. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure who he's touring with on piano these days either because I know it's not Shy Maestro. Um, but yeah, and he does have a new album coming out this year, so we've got some new stuff. So if you can go back and check out some of the back catalog, Continuo, Gently Disturbed, Aurora, Seven Seas, maybe those would be a good place to start. Any one of those is going to be fantastic. Um, you know, he's got some new stuff coming out later this year. Um, I'm, I think it's more on the uh, quartet-y side of things than the, the pop singing side, so... At least that's what I'm hopeful that it will be. Um, so yeah, check those things out. Check out anything you can from Avi. Uh, there's the Paris concert, I believe, is on YouTube. You can watch him play and sing. It's jazz trio with orchestra. Phenomenal stuff. So uh, highly recommend you give that a listen. Um, and as I'm about to roll into the town of Port Jervis, I will call it an episode. I'll roll through this town and on the other side, hopefully get some footage for the other Moto channel. Some... Uh, some cool views of the Delaware River upcoming. So yeah, this has been another edition of the Music Bowl, episode two of Moto Music Mondays. Thank you for joining me as always. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.